If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to episode 254 of the Weekly Exchange. This week we talk about Thea 2, Dominions 5, the new Civilization 6 update, and some changes coming to the site and this podcast, so stay tuned. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Nate. How are you? I am tired. How about you? I am also tired. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Sunday night after we both had a very long week. So I can imagine we're both probably pretty tired sounding right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. I think the best solution for this is to quickly start talking about the games. Otherwise, it's going to devolve into us whining, complaining about who's more tired. I'm already doing it in my head. So, yeah, let's talk about games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first news item this week is from Thea 2 The Shattering, Muha Games. And uh, they're teasing us about an upcoming update that's going to have a highly, highly requested feature. Now, one of the biggest changes from Thea 1 to Thea 2 was the addition of the islands in Thea 2. And... Some people have embraced it, such as myself and Troy and others, and other people have not embraced it, and they really don't like it, and they're complaining. And as usual, uh, the folks in MUHA listen, so they're going to release, I believe this is going to be an option for a Pangea map that's going to have multiple biomes on one, like, mega continent. Now, if they do it like that. I hope they still have some islands and things like that, because that would be kind of neat to just kind of explore the world. So that's one thing that they're good. That's a major thing. So that's, that's uh, pretty exciting. I guess we're going to have an opportunity to start making more, uh, have a little bit more control over the maps. And there are other things that they want to talk about, but they're going to keep it a secret for the moment. And uh, once they debut it in the alpha branch, which is, you know, people opt into it and then they can check it out. Then I guess they'll start revealing more information. So at the time of posting, this is about about a week ago from, from now. So, or from the time you hear it, maybe 10 days at that point. But uh, hopefully, shortly, we will be getting more information. And I'm pretty excited about it. I really need to get into that game. I just haven't made time for it. So I, I need to, because I feel like if you're that excited about it, and I know that once I got into Thea 1, I really liked it. I mean, I wasn't as big of a fan of it as you and Troy were, but I still really enjoyed the the concepts and the game. And I especially enjoyed it on my Switch, to be honest. But, mm, yeah, I don't know if this is coming to Switch anytime soon, but that that's definitely a great game to have on a Switch. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I feel like I needed to just sit down and digest all I can of Thea 2 and Maybe I can be as excited about it as you are. I want to be that excited. 
<laughs> okay, well, I'll talk more about it later on. You'll understand why I'm so excited about this game. Awesome. Sounds good. So let's talk a little bit about a game called Dominions 5, which is another game I haven't really spent too much time with, but I know there's quite the following. And it has mm -hmm. received an update called 5.36, and it brings some performance improvements as well as making 64-bit version of the game now the default version. And it's done a lot of things to kind of like fix up some, you know, bugs like they normally do and some balance issues and stuff like that. But mainly it's just a nice little friendly update to make the game better. Nothing really stands out about the patch notes, but it's cool to see that they're still working on it. And I know a well, lot of people play it, so... Absolutely. And that one of the big things for these devs is that this has always been a passion project for them. And they are very, very meticulous about releasing post-release content, not just updates, but they're improving the game, taking feedback. And it's always free. They don't charge. They release full-blown expansions that they don't charge anything for. So if you're into that and you want to support a developer, give these guys a look. We've reviewed it. We like it. Myself, not so much, not for the gameplay, but because I'm very much um, a graphics enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, so any way that uh, any game that does not check off several boxes in the graphics into the enthusiasm column is a game that I will most likely not look too closely at. But that's just me. I, I don't hide that fact. No. And, you know, some people don't need that. And that's awesome for them. I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, I do think that it's the kind of game that I could get into if maybe it just mm -hmm. felt like it was out of the 90s instead of, out of the 80s. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly it. It's like, if I want to play a game that's from the 90s, I pick up Ascendancy. There you go. It's as simple as that. You know, I, I can pick up someone like Warlords 3 or something like that, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, I do know there's a lot of people that enjoy it. So, for those people that do, exactly. uh, maybe one day I'll be one of them. Maybe I can get past my my elitism <laughs> and, uh, and and chomp it down. But yeah, so there's a nice little update for you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it helps the game. Exactly, and and uh, the next news item is for a game called Burned Land, and this is another game that, mechanically speaking, seems to have a lot of things going for it. But graphically speaking, does not. So I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm again falling into that category of it's not my cup of tea, but this game does have an update and it's called the Update B10 Seculus Obscurus. And this one adds a dynamic fog of war system. It makes watchtowers, um, I believe that. Watch the built watchtowers keep the map explored. Um, you can additional features like spot units that are spotted are tracked and things like that. There's additional uh, development such as a new mode for the game, several seven new enemies for the biome. There, uh, one issue that a lot of these smaller games have is optimization. And a lot of times they it's untapped. So even a game that should be relatively small really pegs out the odometer in most video cards. And one thing that they're doing to address it is they're limiting the game to 60 frames per second. Though this game, 
I don't even know if they need to go that high. I think at 30 frames per second, most, most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And I don't mean that in a negative way. And I don't, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just games that are graphically intensive. I get it. But games that are not might not need all that extra, you know, graphic processing or visual processing, however you want to refer to it. But anyways, they're uh, doing some balancing changes where epidemics are even more deadly. Great. You know, as if epidemics weren't deadly enough, right? And uh, bug fixes that are a couple of bugs. So if you want to know more, just click on the notes, check out the link, and you'll know more. Bam. So, Nate, let me ask you a question. Yes. If I told no. you... no. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I answered your question. All right, cool. Then we're uh, we're gonna move on to the next topic. No, <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. But no, if I if I asked you or told you actually that a 4x game was getting a battle royale mode, would you believe me? You know, at the beginning of the week, I would not have believed you. I would have been like, "No, come on, you got to be pulling my leg." And then I saw the stuff about Civ Six. Yeah, And now I believe you. And <laughs> when I was watching that, I was thinking to myself, this has to be like a joke. Like, a, like somebody's just messing. Somebody's just like, we got too much money and we're just going to mess with the community because it's September, whatever you want to say, you know, the new April fools, you know, <laughs> turns out I wasn't far from that far from the truth. Yeah, it actually supposedly started off as an April Fool's joke, but Civilization VI got a Battle Royale mode, which was actually free, so I'm not going to complain about it. Me either. I do think, too, that it has some some pretty interesting ideas. I mean, it's not probably ever going to be for me. I I don't think I'll... Unless you can join and play with random people, I might try it. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, then maybe I will try it, but... The, the the gist is basically that you're in like some post-apocalyptic worlds and you are one of like eight factions, which mm-hmm. I was actually pretty surprised by because they're all pretty different. Mm-hmm. And they are battling it out before like the Red Death or something like that gets them. Yep. Yep. I was... Okay, so I will admit, I watched the, the trailer for this and at first I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, this has to be a joke. And then the more I watched it, the more I realized they were just sort of poking fun at themselves and the genre in general, mm-hmm. which I actually was okay with because it was just so over the top that I was just like, at first I just couldn't believe that they would do that. But then I realized, no, this is... I didn't think it was them. I thought it was... I seriously thought somebody, like, took over their channel. <laughs> right. like I was just trolling the community, which is pretty large, pretty substantial community. Yeah, no, it would have been quite the troll. But So alongside their September update which was actually pretty significant in and of itself we've spoken about it in weeks Mm -hmm. past Mm -hmm. they released the full patch notes for that and then they also dropped this whole uh, battle royale thing which i think if i can if there is if there is a way to play against random opponents i might try it and just see what it's like and report back but yeah i mean it is what it is it looks you know it's certainly targeting a certain demographic that i don't fit into but uh, you know, it's it's cool that they're just trying new things and you know maybe taking an April Fool's joke a little too far, but it may it may end up being fun. I don't know. I'll try I try it out. Well, well, the way I'm looking at it is, I don't multiplayer. Period. The last, do you know when was the last time I played a multiplayer game? There's only one game that I multiplayer and on any in any regular consistency, and even that is not that frequent anymore. That was Blood Bowl Two. And I had a separate 
Like I didn't disclose my handle. I didn't want any, to play with anybody that I know. I was just part of a, like, I think two leagues and that was a while back and it was fun. But in order to be good, you have to play consistently and I just don't have the time. So other than that, do you know who was the last person I played multiplayer against? No. You, when I beat you in Chaos Reborn. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes, you did beat me. And it was a pretty and, close And game. I think we have a recording of it, too. Do we? Yeah, no, I, I forgot. I, I, we I might. I think so. But we yeah, might. I remember I that I think now. we do. Yeah, good And good that's call. it. That was the last time I multiplayer. I just, it's so difficult to line up our schedules and, you know, have, like, I, I don't game. Uh, board game or go to a game shop and you know do tabletop because I just I cannot come into that time there's always something going on there's always a commitment here or there that's you know supersedes all that stuff so seeing this on the one hand that's really cool I'm glad that they're doing something I'm very glad that it's free if this would have been something they charged for I would have been like no but I'm looking at it completely differently my take on it is that i can't wait to see what the modders do with this because if you look at it the graphics are different these are they they spend time working on the graphics for the game so i'm very curious to see if modders basically take the red death and turn it into like beyond civ 6 you know and make it into like a standalone mod or something like that. That's going to be a total conversion mod and have like, you know, post-apocalyptic Civ 6. So if they manage to do that, I think that would be amazing, you know? Yeah, they kind of hinted at it. I, I don't know if you watched the, it was like a live stream. And there was just, I don't want to read too much into it. But certainly the guy said something to the effect of like, you know, they were they were kind of messing with this stuff for Civ Six and beyond. And that like that beyond was uh, it was just sort of it definitely felt like a hint. And I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it and I certainly don't want to like start getting anyone's hopes up, but I, I just mm. the beyond just felt a little bit too emphasized for me to just look over it. So I, I don't know, it could have been it could have been a nice little hint at things to come. So I hope so. Well, I mean, they did say that they are working on stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like clearly, they I I posted it on the site, but there was a a questionnaire basically that went out, and they were asking like, what what would what do you want from Civ Six? What do you want from Civ Six Future? And you know, there were options to basically say they wanted a full on expansion. So it, it, there's something I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. We'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Hmm. Indeed. So in other news, too, we had Endless Space 2 with its free weekend, which is way over by the time you hear this. But it was kind of cool to coincide with the Awakening expansion pack, which I did play. I do like a do little quick little Let's Explore video on it. I hadn't had as much time with this one, to be honest, because I've been so busy with everything and getting the site back up and stuff like that. So a lot of my free time went to basically rebooting Explorminate. So we, I, my, myself, I didn't really get a chance to play the Awakening in the beta state and the VIP program as much as I normally do. So there was actually some holes in my knowledge with this expansion pack. So it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to learn that there were some things that I didn't know, some gameplay mechanics that I weren't, I wasn't really familiar with. Um, like which ones? Well, so with the, the Nakalim, you can actually convert some of your 
systems to you can basically gift your systems to the academy. Right. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about that. So you you basically build the temple and then you can convert your systems to the the academy and they give like huge boosts to you like like a one-time boost to you and then they also start they like um divert some of their resources back to you anyways. Well, the academy essentially in awakening the academy is a major NPC faction. Yeah. And unlike the miners that, you know, just have this, their single systems, the academy can expand. Yeah. So and the academy is, you know, that's that's what it is, is you're making nice the academy. Because, I mean, if you paid attention to the intro video, you had, you know, the the academy waking them up. Yeah, the Isander, I whatever his name is. Isander. Yeah, right? they, yeah. They, pronounce, they, pronounce, they pronounce it differently than I do. Yeah, yes. me too. Yes, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, with that being said, I was I was part of in part of my let's explore. I was trying to figure out what, why I would do that because it doesn't actually explain it. And I think that's always been an issue with endless space games is that like they'll like clearly lay out a gameplay mechanic and like this is what you can do, but it doesn't necessarily lay out why. So right, in right. this case, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can gift the academy one of my systems, but why would I do that? And then sure enough, I found out. So. Uh, yeah, which is all to say that there was a free weekend that coincided with the expansion. And that was the news for Endless Space 2. And well, everything was on sale, and I saw more people that I haven't seen playing Endless Space, at least on my Steam friends list, playing and buying stuff. So, you know, good for them. Keep it up, Amplitude. You're, you're doing it right. Absolutely. And that's... Okay. Well, and mm-hmm. I, I really quickly want to digress, too. So stay tuned to the end of this podcast, because I really want to talk about something that we're going to change because I do think that our news delivery is late. So Nate and I and a few others have come up with a plan that we think will will maybe hopefully work to everyone's advantage. So stick around to the end of the podcast when we talk about that. Okay. Should I stick around too? Yeah, please, if you don't mind. Oh, okay, okay. Just making sure. All right. So um, next bit of news is for Stellaris, and this is Dev Diary 154, the UX design in Stellaris. Now, what's really funny is that the last, off the top of my head, I would say four dev diaries have all began with, well, this is stuff we were just talking about and thinking about, but, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, you know, or we're not going to tell you much about anything until later. So this one has that disclaimer as well. Like we're not ready to announce things yet. Tune in at pdx.com for the big announce. And it's kind of like, this is something that happened after Martin Onward left, you know, and I don't know. I I don't like it. I'm not, I I don't like these endless teasers myself, you know? Yeah. And Martin, Martin was really good at it. Like he's, he did the same thing, but he was much better at, it wasn't necessarily just words. Like it wasn't, you know, like, Oh, we'll just tease him and say, he was on stream. Right. Well, and then he also was like dropping screenshots and stuff, which for me was way cooler because like you were, you, everybody was dissecting every screenshot that he'd ever put up, ever, ever post. So, you know, that to me is a way cooler and more fun way to tease something. Whereas, you know, it's just saying, Hey, there's something we're working on. We cut all this stuff, you know, they have some screenshots in here, but, it's, I mean, the things, the things that they cut, like they decided right. not to go with. So it's right. 
Yeah, but I'm it is you. screenshots. It is screenshots. So yeah, I'm... yeah, I'll give him that. It is cool that we're starting to talk about it again. I'm, I, I mean, I as as much as I don't want summer to go because I love the summer months. I am excited that everybody's back at work now and work working on our favorite games and Stellaris Dev Diaries are going to be a thing again. Exactly. So <laughs> we got another tease coming. You want to handle that one? Yeah. So I mean, this is something that I kind of knew already, but I think is is he's been a little bit more clandestine about it in the past but now he <laughs> that's a good word yeah so but this time he was pretty upfront and public about the fact that he's working on galactic civilizations 4 and by he i mean brad wardell of stardock so i probably should have let off with that so yeah brad wardell of stardock is is uh is just basically saying he's working on galactic civilizations 4 so I don't know how far. I'm sure it's probably not far at all because they're just now wrapping up Siege of the Centauri or whatever it's called. Siege of Centauri, yeah. Yes. That's their tower defense that's based on uh, Ashes of the Singularity. Right. So they just wrapped that up. They pushed it out in 1.0. So I have a feeling that he, and he's, he's also kind of you know hinted at it too because he said that he's finally working on a project that he's like mm -hmm. fully involved in and it's the first and time excited about yeah and i kind of was like yeah that's gotta be galactic civilizations 4 and then of course he just dropped it oh yeah by the way i'm working on galactic civilizations 4 so, officially yeah which is exciting because <clears throat> i can't talk about it but i have discussed it uh, with him. oh here yeah. we go nda nda yeah. <laughs> nda yeah. uh -oh. well no what i will say this i will say this and i think this is perfectly fine to say because i know that i'm not giving specifics but I have discussed this game with him. I have discussed his creative thought with him and where he wants to go with Galactic Civilizations 4. And I promise you that people are going to be interested. That's all I can say. Because okay. it's, it's taking... It is absolutely... They're considering ideas and considering mechanics from games that we know and love mm. and some of the games that people really love and figuring out ways that they can make Galactic Civilizations for a type of game like that. Well, if if they were asking my opinion on it, <clears throat> I think Galsif 3 at the end had was similar to Galsif 2, had a lot of really, really good mechanics and like a lot of thought out systems, just some of the innovation that they brought into it, like the unique tech trees and like the way the planet layouts and the bonus systems and things like that. That's all great. I really like it. The one thing that I don't like about it is the same thing that I don't like about Stellaris and Endless Space 2. I don't like the combat. In Endless Space 2, it's, um, you, you have the semblance of tactics with the cards, but half the time, I'm not sure exactly what's happening. Like, in Endless Space 1, you could shift cameras around. You could, you know, follow different, different, you know, components of your fleet, fleet to see what happens. You can't do that in Endless Space 2, and that's partially due to what was done. And Stellaris is the same thing. Here's my blob. Here's your blob. I throw my blob at your blob, and something happens. And in Galsif 3, even though ships had roles and things like that, I could never tell what was happening. You know what I mean? Like so, it didn't, it didn't. Let's just say, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to say that yeah. Brad is well aware of that criticism. Okay. And, that's, and, that's it. That's, that was to me, that was one of the reasons why I'm playing the games I'm playing as much as I'm playing them and not playing other games is that just, I, I want to have more control. Now I don't need total control, total control for me. If somebody's doing total control in a 4X, 
I ask for one of two systems for me in a 4X, either Sword of the Stars or something like Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Give me one of those two systems and I will have no complaints. But those systems are incredibly elaborate and they're very central to the game. So somebody doing that will have to focus a ridiculous amount of energy on combat. And I know that Paradox hasn't done it. I mean, we have that with Age of Wonders Planetfall, but that's the only title that's in Paradox's uh, barnhouse right now that does that to that degree. You know, uh, Amplitude has um, Endless Legend with uh, some version and Humankind with a more, you know, definitely a lot more hands-on. And as they release more information, we'll be able to talk about it. I mean, they've shown this to a degree already. So you have that. And then you have, you know, let's see what Galactic Civilization brings because they had that with Sins of a Solar Empire. Yeah. Um, mm, yep. Okay. <laughs> and i did not sign any ndas i do not know the first thing about galactic civilization for i am a fan of stardock studios i've been a fan of them since galsiv one back in the os two days so that's that's where i'm coming from yeah all right so, yeah move on <laughs> before yeah, i say something that i shouldn't <laughs> no speaking of tactical combat here's a game that's not a 4x that has ridiculous and then by ridiculous, I mean fantastic tactical combat, and that is Battletech. And I'm a huge fan, and this is the game that actually pulled me away from XCOM 2. That so is saying something. Absolutely. That is saying something. Yeah. If you're you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know the significance of that. So this is for update 1.7, and they're addressing several issues with the mechs that are reported by the community, like a couple of fixes where they needed to do fixing some flashpoints. There's been definite improvements to the AI with uh, ECMs, the electronic countermeasures. This is a new feature that was added in the last release and the last expansion. And there's another one coming that we know about probably before the end of the year. So my guess is we're going to be hearing more about it during Paradox.com. Paradox Con, since they're the publisher. Well, then they bought them, so we'll see. We'll see what this is, but I, I think that PDX Con is going to be crazy. There's um, combat performance. Yes, when is that in October? I feel like that's yes, that's that is October. October, yeah, okay. middle of October. So, well, actually, no, I think like like two thirds in, so like October twentieth. So a maybe? little over a month from now. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. So uh, there's uh, changes uh, to particular mechs, to combat. There, there are still a couple of known issues. But, yeah, I'm not going to go into any details. That's We're going to talk about this in a little bit, so we'll just leave it for that. Now, do you want to talk about this week's What Is title? Or would you yeah. like me to talk about it? No, I'll talk about it. It's a game okay. that kind of floats my boat a bit. It is called okay. Solasta, Crown of the Magister. Which is mm -hmm. a turn-based tactical RPG, which is, again, it's that my, my, my kind of game. So think Divinity Original Sin, Original Sin 2, or Baldur's Gate, stuff like that. However, the cool thing about this is that right now you can go to their Steam page and download a demo and check it out. And maybe possibly consider the idea of kickstarting it, because it's now on a Kickstarter. So it is a tabletop experience in a way. It's It's probably a little bit more... Uh, true to like the dice roll of of yesteryear um mm -hmm. it's also 
you know, it's very similar to like the, you know, you know, it's basically like a pen and paper RPG in, in computer form. So mm. it definitely takes a lot of cues from, from like D and D and, you know, any of those pen and paper RPGs. But mm-hmm. yeah, the cool thing is right now I said, you can just go over there, download the demo, check it out, see if it's something you enjoy and see if it's something you want to back. Cause their Kickstarter just started at the time of this recording. So I think just a few <laughs> days ago. Well, I want to add one more caveat about what makes this an interesting tactical RPG is that this game can be played in three dimensions. So usually when you're playing uh, like Divinity or any of those games, you are essentially on a flat board for all intents and purposes. But this game is more like XCOM where you have height changes. An elevation yeah. and there's you have to traverse these difficult terrains and there's a significance to that so that's i think that's what makes it stand out more now what i'm curious to see is if it ends up being more like xcom where 75 percent is not exactly 75 percent 100 percent of the time <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm i'm curious about that but i'm also keeping an eye on it it's a it's an interesting title for sure, and you know what? Just as an aside, right now, because I'm I'm working on a, a let's ex, or sorry, a less explored, which is one of the new features that I wanted to come up with, with basically the intention of highlighting games that you may not have heard of, and it's sort of sort of similar to this "What Is" podcast section, but in written form. And I'm working on one right now for Fort Triumph, which is a game that you guys, I know we've all, we've all talked about in the past mm-hmm. because it was successfully kickstarted a while ago. But I wanted to kind of update people on how it looks. I like Fort Triumph. Yeah. And I wanted to update everybody on maybe possibly what they haven't seen in the past year or two. And I've got a video coming up alongside the, the Less Explored article. And then also kind of updating you on what it looks like now and how, how far it's come. So keep an eye out for it. If you guys, It's probably up by the time this is up. So go check it out. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. So we got two interesting news items. Um, back, this was several months ago. Ah, let's just call it this year. Troy and I have been keeping an eye on the various developments with Steam, with their user interface, with how they're, they're changing their algorithms for discoverability because with so many new games propping up, popping up, appearing, materializing on Steam every day. It's so difficult to track the games we're interested in unless you wish list them more, unless you know there's a site like maybe Explorinator, maybe one of the other sites out there that who you take cues from. Oh, this sounds good. This That's why we have the what is feature and things like that. So they've been doing these things called essentially the Steam Labs and they've been updating you know, how we discover things. So they there's this new tool about looking through your library where Valve or Steam looks through your library and then it starts giving you recommendations based on that. Now, in the past, it's always been hit or miss. For me, it's mostly miss because it looks at my library and sees something that I've never had before and I have no interest in and only recommends that, which irritates me to no end. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of anime. <laughs> like, I've, I've never played an anime game in my life, but for some reason, they, they keep recommending anime games to me. I'm just like, no, no, don't ever for me, it's, me ever again. For me, it's first-person shooters, which I'm I'm a known fan of the genre. I, yes, and, you are quite a connoisseur. Yeah, quite a connoisseur. MMOs, which... Next to first-person shooters, my second most favorite genre. (laughs) 
And then adding to that, it's uh, fighting games. MMO FPSs? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's um, fighting games. And then now it's adding the um, uh, Battle Royale, you know, because apparently I'm a huge Battle Royale. Well, not, not lately. Lately, it's actually been pretty good. Like, I'll look through it once in a while, and some of the recommendations are like, Ooh, this looks interesting. All right. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. I actually just went through my queue the other day and i ended up wishlisting half, half the damn list and i was like yeah oh wow okay this is actually working well so that's one of the things they're working on another one of the things that they're doing is they're adding micro trailers which are six second trailers pretty much that are going to be for every game now i'm not sure how they're going to decide which seconds to feature the game but i imagine it's something similar to what youtube has when you you know, you're subscribed to people and they post videos. And if you just mouse over, it gives you like two seconds or one second or three seconds of what's in this video, you know? Right. So maybe I, I haven't really messed with it too much, so I'm not sure. But if it's something like that, that's kind of neat, I suppose. But I yeah. mean, as it stands now, you know, you click on link and then it'll start playing like the first video trailer automatically. So we'll kind of have to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm all for Steam getting better. So, hell yeah. So that's one. And the second thing, this is from GOG, otherwise known as Good Old Games, but we shouldn't mention that. We'll just call him GOG. So they're further discussing the 2.0 update. And in the past, we had mentioned... So obviously, there's a big um, war or Cold War. There you go. Cold War between Epic and, and Steam right now. And GOG is like this neutral party that's kind of like, hey, don't forget me, don't forget me, but right, don't, don't go to don't go to war with me. Yeah, they're like Switzerland right now. They're just like quietly building up their arms while they don't they don't directly threaten anyone else. Exactly. So the next step that they're doing is that the thing one of the things they want to do is they want to connect all the various libraries that people have on all the platforms into one central space essentially and love they the love it love this idea so, so then it doesn't matter where you get your game because no matter what you're going to gog and you or galaxy as their service is called and you're going to be within this giant galaxy hanging out with all your friends so we'll have to see it's kind of neat we'll have a link to an article about it there's uh, there's also a video they did like oh, i want to say maybe six to eight minutes on youtube it popped up on my uh my preferred content this past week. So I haven't had a chance to look at it, but it's kind of neat. I, I like GOG. I like the fact, I like their policy for, uh, you know, lack of copyright protection and all that stuff. Not because I'm pirating games, but because when I buy a game, I want a game. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't want to buy the different thing. Right? And great thing about, I mean, okay. So, what they claim, and I hope surely that it's true, but the with GOG, clearly you can it's DRM free. So no matter what, you can download it anywhere and you can keep it on your system and you don't have to worry about any third party anything. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. And CG, CD Project Red is one of my favorite companies. I mean, gaming companies, period. So like I, I, I personally feel like giving them my money <laughs> so if I can. So if they can make Galaxy something where I can basically run any of my Steam games off of and then start buying games from them, yeah, no, I'm 100% for it. And I do like competition. I think competition is very good. 
I don't like anti-competitive moves, like some of the stuff that Epic has done. So yeah, good for them. I'd rather someone come out and say, we're going to do something better than everybody else and more user-friendly and buyer-friendly. Yep. And, and that's why people come to us. Right. And not, instead not, of because we have to. Yeah. Not because we, except like their first party games. So stuff like The Witcher, I get. Well, but even then they're, they're, but they're, yeah, allowing, yeah. That, they're allowing that on exactly. Steam and stuff. So it's like. Exactly. They're not playing hardball. They're just playing the kind of ball that everybody wants to play and people want to join in. So. They're playing fun ball. They're, they want everybody. <laughs> to. Yeah. They're playing pinball. Who wants, who doesn't like pinball? There you go. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bowling. Yeah, bowling. Yeah. People like to bowl. I think I like to bowl. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but so let's talk about something real quick, Nate, because this yes. is something that I briefly mentioned earlier and we have discussed it behind the scenes a little bit. And then we sort of eh, just pulled the, the, the audience a little bit within our discord, but mm -hmm. we've talked about the weekly exchange, right? So mm -hmm. people are saying that, and, and rightfully so that, you know, it is a great show. I think it's been a great show. It's been great listening to you and Troy. And, you. you know, we were having fun with it before too. But mm -hmm. And still. Yeah, and of course, still. So, but the idea was that like, hey, some of the stuff you guys talk about is a little outdated by the time you talk about it, which is perfectly true. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, you know, just as a an example, we just talked about Endless Space 2 having a free weekend. And by the time you hear this, it's almost two weeks ago. So, um. With that being said, we were kind of, you know, shooting the ideas around and we realized maybe the weekly exchange could be more about some news items because clearly some news items are discussion worthy. Mm -hmm. And then maybe some other stuff, some soapbox stuff, some discussion of games that we played, some discussion of games that have done things that we really like and some discussion of the games that we really hated and making it more of like a like a discussion podcast with some news items instead of being all about the news and less discussion. So with that being said, we're hoping that you guys can give us a little bit of feedback for that. We're going to try that next week. And if people seem to like it, we're going to keep going forward with that. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it too, is that as a sort of like a, a partner to that, we're going to start doing weekly compilation email or compilation posts where we have all the week's news there. So you guys can go to the site on a Friday or Saturday. We're still not sure what day it's going to be, but one of those two days and you can go, oh yeah, cool. This is all the news that's happened in Forex that week. And it's a little bit more relevant because maybe going into the weekend, you know now that Endless Space 2 is having a free, free weekend. And mm. Yeah, that's also, a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, and then you also can go into the weekend with your free time. You're hopeful <laughs> if you if, if anybody but Nate and I, you yeah. have the time on the weekends to you know catch up on some of the stuff that that happened while you you were working the whole week. So maybe you go and you find out about the Planetfall update, and you're like, oh, cool, that'll be what I play tomorrow because I just found out about the update through Explorinate. Or you know you might have found out about something that you had no idea about. You didn't realize that Dominion's five did update, and you hadn't fired it up in a while. So we're going to let you know about it going into the weekend. So that's mm -hmm. the hope. Okay. That's, we're going to do our best to keep up on it. We're, we've, I think Nate's done a fantastic job. You guys don't know this and I'm going to tell you this now, but Nate is like constantly scouring when he has the time because he doesn't have time, but he's constantly scouring the internet for updates to see what's going on in the Forex world. And then he puts it into a Google doc and that's how the weekly exchange gets its news items. And so instead of doing it, as a weekly exchange thing, we're going to do it as a news compilation post thing. And then also clearly when 
things like, you know, Galaxy 2.0 or uh, even something, you know, maybe about Planetfall, Planetfall's newest update being a huge update or something. We we talk about it. That's not it's not off the board, right? It's just something maybe we don't focus on quite as much and then we'll see how 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 it works. And if well, it works, it works. We've been doing that to a degree from time to time. Right, yeah. But I think we'll just we'll do it like that. I mean, we'll still have the so we'll the major difference is going to be I think is that the compilation that is done behind the scenes is going to be more reflective in that article, the right. post yeah. where we'll have all the links. So we'll, we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, like, you know, maybe if we decide to digress onto something that we feel is important or exciting to talk about, we'll do that instead of worrying about getting every news item because you guys will have known what the news items are. So yeah. Yeah. So, and also we're looking for feedback. Please do not hesitate to let us know, be it on the Steam forums and, you know, in the comments for this uh, show or on Discord or wherever, you know, just hit us up and let us know because if everybody comes back and says, that's the worst idea ever, obviously, we're <laughs> like, yeah, well, we're going to do it anyway. So, ha ha, <laughs> yes. you know, ha ha on you. Yeah, exactly. You know? We don't care about your feedback. No, of course we do. We totally care about it. In so, fact, the only reason we even do this is because of you. So exactly. If, if you like the new direction. That only like the sounds of our voice. Yeah, that's well, yeah. <laughs> that's why I do it. I just I record it and then I listen to it every morning. I li- I listen to the same podcast every morning. I'm like, yeah, mm, cool, nice. I sounded good there. But <laughs> in reality in reality we do this because we wanna be you know, we wanna be a service to the the, the greater Forex community. So if you like it, please let us know. And if you don't, that's also cool. Just let us know what you want from us and we'll do what you want. But yeah, that's the plan moving forward. At least for the next couple of weeks, we're going to try it. And we'd love to hear feedback, be it on our website or through the Discord or through our Steam forums or through Pigeon or Smoke Signal or whatever they're doing nowadays. Uh, I think they're using um, Morse code. More okay. Telegraph, <laughs> telegraph. That sounds, yeah, that sounds really technologically advanced. So, um, well, you it's like, no less advanced than than smoke signal. Or <laughs> right. Well, okay, then Snapchat us or whatever it is people do. I don't know. I don't know. Tweet at us. Uh, whatever. Just do something. Get a hold of us somehow and be like, "Yo, right. that sucks." Or Just don't show up at my front door. Yeah, please don't. I hate being doxxed. It sucks. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that that's all I've got for this week. Uh, we made it through an episode. We made it through. Oh, we no. We still have one one or two more things to talk about. Oh, crap. Then let's hear about it. I didn't know. I thought we were... We were what ready. have you been playing this week? Oh, you're right. Certainly. I haven't played anything this week. So how about that? Okay. That's Seriously, not true. Not that's, that's not true. I did have some time to fire up Fort Triumph. So I did reach out to the Fort Triumph devs and was like, hey, I'd really like to kind of see where you guys are at. And you know, I would love to do a post because I remember really being excited about your project and, you know, the idea of Fantasy XCOM excited me and they were kind enough to send me a key and I started playing it and I am really wowed by it. I don't know when the last time you checked in on it was, but... I've basic- been keeping an eye on it because I, uh, I've i been playing it since they first uh, went into beta when there was very little there and I was it was kind of fun. And from time to time, I'll fire it up or I get updates on Steam where I see the stuff that they're doing. And it looks great. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I know. 
there's too many games but yeah the cool thing will be that i am going to do like a little let's explore video and just sort of show it off a bit because i i sat down to play it for 15 minutes and ended up making excuses with my wife for two hours so i was just like <laughs> wow this is really shaping up and i'm I'm really happy for them because what happened was they kickstarted it and they successfully kickstarted it, but then mm -hmm. they also got a publisher mm -hmm. who was a privately funded developer. Publisher. They're the uh, developers. Right. They're the developer. They had a, a really big fan and somebody who I believe actually kickstarted it who ended up developing their own publishing company, but mm. they basically created this new publishing company and their very first client was the Kickstarter or the uh, Fort Triumph developers. So the uh the game has now got a publisher which is great nice so it's just and i'm telling you when you see the video you're just going to be like wow this is really coming along they've done some updates to the graphics the graphics look really smooth really clean and some of the gameplay elements are just not what i expected from the game i thought it was just going to be like battle to battle you do no. this stuff but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff like in between battle stuff that kind of reminds me a lot of xcom yep and it's the way the battle itself happens like what you can do in the battle is also pretty unique right yeah you can like throw so, like basically break trees into people and like grapple yep. enemies into rocks and stuff. it's it's really cool it's, it's doing some really cool stuff the what environment about, plays a big role yeah yeah absolutely and it's cool i like that so what have you been playing did you get a chance to play anything this week i just the only game this year there's just one game this whole year that i've been firing up when I have 10 minutes or five Theater. minutes, it's Thea 2. Now, right. I, again, I know how people are saying, like, I'm, I see the comments that people are making. Oh, I don't like the combat or this is this or this is that. Here's the thing. Mua is having a little bit of an issue that Amplitude has where they have these really, really cool mechanics, but nobody knows about them. So the one way you find out about them is if you play the game enough until you figure it out or you speak to somebody who's knowledgeable. So from time to time, I try to drop knowledge on people like, hey, you can do this or you can do that or you can do this, be it in, you know, amplitude games or here. And a lot of times people come back like, hey, why didn't the developer, why should you be doing that? Why can't the developer do that? And like, usually my answer is, well, that's because they're developing the game. They're spending all the free time trying to make it better. But, you know, as a I community, think, you know, Explorminate, that's what Explorminate is. It's like we are trying to open people's eyes to the genre, to the potential there. Yeah. And you know so, something that I, I, so if you go back and you listen to the interview I had with Glenn Pauly, who's the, the solo mm -hmm. developer of Star Dynasties, something he said to me that really stuck out to me was that sometimes you develop this like blind spot, right? Like you have been playing your game for so long yes. that you, you just do it because you know how to do it, but you don't realize that that's not necessarily something completely obvious to someone else, right? Yes, So that's I was exactly it. Yeah, and so I was playing his game and I was getting caught up on some things that he was like, oh, of course I know how to do that, but oh crap, yeah, it makes sense. He doesn't know how to do it because I haven't actually shown him how to do it. Right. So, And I think that's the problem with Amplitude and I think that's probably the problem with Muha is that they are so familiar with their own game that they're like, oh, well, yeah, I know how to do that, so why don't you? And and their, they, and their mechanics are very... Their combat system is elegant. I love the card combat from Thea 1. I have tried Thea 2's combat, and I will agree with the the 
vocal minority, I guess you could say. No, that, it's not minority, unfortunately. Okay, so it's probably 50-50. All right. I am in I'm on the other side of the fence right now only because I have not had enough time with it. I'm sure that if I got a good grasp on it that I would probably be like, "Oh yeah, cool." But you're right. It is it is there are some things to it that I'm just like, "What in the hell? I have no idea what I'm doing." Yeah, so that's that's the one issue. So there there are actually a few mods out there and I'm not recommending people that oh, to fix the game, download the mods. What I'm saying is that there's a few mods out there that simplify a couple of elements or fix a few small issues that would help the majority of people long enough for them to understand how the mechanics work and then play the game the way it's intended. So what I think that Muha is doing now, I don't know this, so I'm not saying, and I didn't promise to keep any secrets or anything like that. I just, I don't know this. Just as somebody who plays the game, I think they're taking all this feedback and they're looking for ways to fix these issues because they're, the biggest issue that the majority of people are having is that the game is too hard. Even on the lowest setting, it's too hard. Like the scaling up of the encounters are so crazy early on that if you can survive the first 100, 200 turns, you'll be okay. Now, if you want to steamroll the game, of course you can, but if you just kind of role play through the game, it'll be okay. And that's kind of, it took a while for me to figure that out. Now, another major difference is how the deities are represented in the game and like their ability. So in the first game, as you leveled up your deity, you're starting hand or party would be that much more powerful because your deity is you know powerful because it's your deity is worshipped across Thea right well in Thea 2 it's like that but different but I think a lot of Thea 1 players forgot as how hard the game was in the beginning how frustrating it was in the beginning and they forgot that because after you play the game long enough that's never an issue again whereas in Thea 2 that can be an issue if you if you choose the wrong party composition even if you have like all the options open you can get wiped out pretty quickly and i know i've had a couple of moments where i've rage quit like no But I, I keep coming back to it. Like, okay, what can I do different? What can I do this? And some of the emergent gameplay, some of the stuff that happens in there is so crazy. Like, if you're friends with me on Steam, you can see some of the stuff that I post on my wall. And it'll appear like on Thea's, you know, the latest posts and stuff like that. And you can see some of the events that I'll do like a, you know, screen grab of and things like that. So it's, there's some wild stuff out there. And... That's that's like, you know, that's Stellaris right there. They're merging the gameplay. You keep coming back and you keep trying different things and you keep finding new things and you're like, I can't believe that this was here and I've never seen it. So that's what keeps bringing me back. And then the other thing is I get I write a custom bio for each of my party members. And as things happen to them, I add to it. So sometimes, like, as I'm playing, I'll click on something and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And it's like I'm making my own story. And when you're playing a game, we have that in our, you know, but in Thea, you actually get to put it down somewhere and see it and kind of plays back. So that's that. And, you know, I really like the combat. That's probably one of my favorite things about Thea is the combat system. So if you ever want to know more about it, ask me, I'll tell you. I wish I could get you to do Let's Plays because we could just 
Who can uh, no. I know, I know, I know. No. <laughs> That's not my thing. And and then I couldn't yeah. I couldn't hide my profanity. Yeah, I get it. So one time I let loose on Discord and people were shocked. They're like, "What, Nate? You have hurt my ears. My virgin ears are <laughs> bleeding." I'm like, "Oh God! All right, fine, fine." You so are the that's... Uh, the most chaste among us. Well, at least you appear <laughs> to be sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, there is that. So okay, so I think that's it. So. Wrapping it up, I just want to, you know, big thank you to our community as usual. You make all of this happen. We're very grateful for your support. Thank you very much to our listeners, to our readers, to our watchers, to everybody. Yeah. And if I could plug something real quick, it is Mm -hmm. that we're doing a GoFundMe for the opportunity. Well, not the opportunity. We're, We're basically contracted right now with Fly By No the man behind Endless Legend, Endless Space 1 and 2, like that fantastic music. And we are going to have him compose another song for us. We have many. We're just going to rotate through. But it would be amazing if you guys could help us with this. I'm happy to pay for it. I just don't necessarily want to pay for all of it. So if you are excited by that idea and want to hear Fly-By-Nose intro music to Explominate and you want to help us out, we're doing a GoFundMe that you can find on the site. So please consider that because he rightfully doesn't uh, charge $5 for his work. <laughs> it's quite a bit of work or quite a bit of money, which is, you know, understandable considering how fantastic his music is. And yeah, I'd really like to see it happen. I, I It will happen at this point. I would just like to maybe soften the blow a bit so that my wife doesn't kill me. offset the costs yeah so consider it please i think it'd be a great thing to do and i mean who else to do an intro for explominate than probably the best forex game composer of all time though i i leonard leonard sass i saw a tweet from him saying hey what about our guy i know and i 100 percent agree he's fantastic as well i think uh, planet falls music is very good i just there's something in Mm and until we see his work beyond planetfall Mm-hmm. maybe the body of work isn't quite as big as as fly-by-nose. So right. anyways, consider it, please. I love you all. Thank you so much for doing all the Patreon stuff and being there and, and listening to us rant. All right. And with that, we are out. <laughs> Deuce. No, yeah. So thanks for joining us this week. And until next time, this was Robin Nate for Explominate. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.